again. Here we are. Hi. How are you? If you're like me and you don't listen to your podcasts on a regular basis, then you have like eight to listen to in one week. So you constantly just feel like you're with your favorite podcasters. Hello again. If you're just hanging out with us, here we are. It's Haley and Jacqueline this week. Um, our sweet baby angel Claire is not with us. She is fine. She just needed the day off. Um, it happens. We're all busy gals. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Haley and Jacqueline are here. You're listening to the A Block. It is brought to you by Relics Bridal. As you all know, they are our title sponsor. <laughs> we love the team over there, guys and gals. Um, everybody, Relics Bridal is located in Lexington, Kentucky. If you're engaged or maybe your best friend or a family member is, we cannot recommend Relics enough. The boutique is absolutely gorgeous. The dresses are to die for. And the staff, they're actually like experts in the bridal gown industry. Like they know the ins and outs, everything about it. When you go to the reviews on Google, there's a reason it's five star after five star after five star. Everyone raves about the experience they have there. I got my wedding dress there, as you all know, and could not have asked for a better experience. Just even being inside that store just gives me this weird sense of peace. Like, it's just so like, I know it's like a fairy tale. It's like, yeah, it's like someone out of nowhere is hand, handing you a glass of Prosecco and you're looking at all these like beautiful gowns and I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's just a, it's an awesome experience. Every time I went in there from the first day I went in there, which on that first day, you don't know if you're going to buy a dress. You don't know if you're going to find the one, but the first day I went in there, they had champagne for me and my mom went with me they had champagne they had snacks they had cupcakes like it was like a whole thing and for all they knew I was going to come in and be like no I just you know because well I'm, I don't know I may just not find it here they don't care they want to treat you like a queen and obviously I found it there because they have such a gorgeous selection uh, but they did that every single time I was in there every oh, single thing awesome. I went to, they always had champagne they always they make you feel like a princess so Jacqueline I, that doesn't shock me that you feel that way when you've been in there because it truly <laughs> is like you're like, oh my gosh, am I royalty right now? Yeah, it's like, I'm not even in the market. And I'm like, wow, I feel so special. <laughs> right? They're like, man. You care about me? <laughs> yeah. So go to relicsbridal.com. Relics, as always, is R-E-L-I-X, bridal.com. And then you can follow them on Instagram as well, at relicsbridal. They are so amazing. Of course, here I am doing the podcast that I do every week. And my husband is calling me right now. Like, like where are you? Like, sir? Yeah. Why is he calling me, Matt? I'm I'm doing the podcast here as I do every week. I'll have to holler back at you. That's so funny. I don't. That's how it always is. I always laugh. Almost every day during when we're taping our TV show, we tape it in the afternoons. One, either Leah and I, one of us gets a phone call from our attorney or our publicist while we're taping the show. Almost every day, and we're like, these are the two people that literally know what we're doing every day at this time. We're like, why are you calling? Why are you calling us? That's so funny. I, I feel like there's been a couple times where I like, I like need, to, I'm not in the office and I need to call and ask one of you a question. Yeah. And I like almost like go and I'm like, Oh shoot. I'm like, it's like that time where they would be taping it. So then yeah. I just text and, but whenever I'm texting, I'm never expecting an immediate response. I'm just more so texting because I'm thinking of that specific question, like in the moment. And I just yes. have to get it out before I forget. A text is great. A text is great. <laughs> That, oh my gosh. Yes. See, I, that is so funny. But yeah, every day we're like, why are they calling? <laughs> as soon as we got on here tonight, Jacqueline has her signature glass of wine. What are you drinking tonight, Jacqueline? Um, it is called, um, it's a Chardonnay. Heck yeah. Always buttery. Obviously. Always buttery. Jacqueline taught um, me to say that word and I will now throw it out there to impress other oh, people yeah. at all times. Ironically, the, um, name of the brand of Chardonnay is called buttercream. Hey, but it's normally like I 
think like 14 or 15 bucks a bottle mm-hmm. at um, total wine, but I was there over the weekend and they had a deal for like three for 30 bucks. Oh, heck yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm getting three. <laughs> Twist my arm. <laughs> Twist so I, I got, my arm. Yeah, exactly. I got home from work today and I was like, I don't think there's a glass of big enough to you know, hold the Chardonnay today. So exactly. I too am drinking a very, oh, Jacqueline, I'm so glad you asked. Jacqueline saw as soon as we got on the zoom, I am drinking. It's a choice. It's a super classy. It's a craft brewery. I don't know if you've heard of them. It's Anheuser-Busch and I'm drinking Bud Light. It's a new, um, variety. Okay. How does that taste? It's quite light. It reminds me of turning 21 in college um, mm-hmm. and going to the bar and having no idea what to order. So I'd always be like, huh, I'll do a Bud Light. Thank you so much. <laughs> like so stupid. You were, you were, um, a Bud Light reminds me of like when I was in college um, and I was like right around that age where maybe I wasn't necessarily 21 yet, but I was like trying, I was still at that point where like, I didn't want to drink natty light and I didn't want to drink bush light. So like, I'm going to be a cool girl and who likes beer and I yep. drink Bud Light. Oh, that's I love what that. It always reminds me of. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is so funny. Oh my gosh. Like when you first, like obviously everyone out there, we don't condone drinking until you're 21, as you all know, obviously, but we're all realists as well. Um, and but it's so funny when you first start drinking, like what, like what you just said, where you're like, I'm going to be the cool girl. Like there's all these ideas behind it yeah. like where you're like, yeah. okay, no, now I'm going to, I'm going to get into wine. Like I can remember like, and now I can't even taste like Moscato or Riesling. It Ooh. makes me sick. It's so sweet. That's the only wine Moscato, I would drink. Like, I was like, like I love wine. I love it. Huh, huh. Can't even do it. Can't even do it. Um, so, so I have, I guess from my birthday, a couple of my friends had given me many bottles of champagne and they're in my fridge here at the house. And so right when we started the podcast, I was like, Ooh, you know what? I'm going to have champagne tonight while we record. Like, that'll just be fun. Okay. One of them actually is a sparkling Moscato, which that's the only way I will drink Moscato now. It's like a pink rosé or like a pinky Moscato. Oh yeah. Know. Yeah. That's probably, pretty- which I'm like, sure. If it's sparkling, it's fine. Could not open it for the life of me. So then I go to the second one, a second. These are both miniature bottles. So they're twist off. Yeah. But I guess because of the carbonation. No, couldn't open the first one. So I go to the second one, which was like La Marca Prosecco. Can't mm-hmm. open it. Cannot open it. And I'm just not in like a bourbon mood tonight, which I'm a Kentucky human. And so I have 48 bottles of bourbon in my house at all times. Just yeah, not in the mood for it tonight. So then the only other option I have is... Bud Light in the fridge that my husband has. And so I was like, guess I'm oh my God, having a Bud Light so tonight. That's yeah. something that would, uh, that would happen to me because I have a, this, um, a very difficult time opening things. Okay. I will like, I will open a bag of chips and like, for whatever reason, I will 100% guarantee you every single time I open the bag of chips, it like rips down the middle. Yep. Like half like the chips candy. fall out on the floor. Yes. Like, or like I'm opening it upside down or like, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a box of like crackers. And I like rip the cardboards. Like you can't close it. I don't understand. Like it jars, like it takes me forever. I don't get it. I, I it's so bizarre, but my friends, even my roommates in college were like, don't open that. We'll do it. They're like, what are you a raccoon? Why are you tearing it sideways? <laughs> 
That is hilarious. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's everything I opened, like always messed up. <laughs> is it not the mo- that is hilarious. Like boxes and like bags of chips. That is so funny. But is there nothing more frustrating than when you live alone or you happen to be alone at your house and you can't open like pickles or salsa or something like that? Oh, and then you're the like, I, and you're like, am I just going to go have to go to my neighbor's house and knock on the door and be like, hi, is there a strong man here? Yeah. Hi. Uh, I'm a damsel in distress. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have some pink Moscato that I'm willing to share with you. If you would help me open it. Like so annoying. So annoying. Yeah. It's actually, like at that point, like, do you just bring it to the office and like ask someone to open it and then like bring it home? Like, I don't know. Yes. I don't Anytime know what at work, Lee, for some reason will have a hard time and I'm not strong. I have no upper body strength. I'll tell anyone that sometimes at work we get hysterical because Lee will not be able to open stuff and Bridget, one of our producers, which props to her, she is an actual aerialist, like does silks and that kind of stuff. So her, she can open anything. It's hilarious. So he'll be like, I can't open this. And Bridget just comes and pops it open. And he always goes, yeah, well, I loosened it. I loosened it. Me just trying for so long. That's like a Lee thing. Yeah. He's such a nut. All right. Um, I'm actually grabbing a second Bud Light real quick. Okay. Goodbye. Well, so, um, Haley and I, we have plenty that we would like to talk to you guys about. Um, but you know what I, I want to say, I think the first thing on our docket is we've got to talk about Britney Spears. What the heck her post this week is she pregnant? Like, have we had it fully confirmed? Cause I follow, well, so she made the weird post where she sort of said she was pregnant, but nobody could really tell. Was she joking about a food baby? But then she posted today. I saw we're taping this on Wednesday night, everybody, um, of her swimming in the pool and saying like swimming is the best exercise for babies. So it's like, Oh, maybe she's serious. And then someone said, did Sam, her fiance post about the baby? Yes. I was just going to say, so, so he posted about it. And so he posted, um, okay. So he posted, it's this picture of like two lions and their baby cub. Okay. And it's like oh. a painting. Oh, that sounds nice. It looks like one of, it honestly looks like a picture that Brittany would post if, you know, we're being real with ourselves here. Um, and he says marriage and kids are a natural part of a strong relationship filled with love and respect. Fatherhood is something I have always looked forward to and I don't take lightly. It's the most important job I will ever do. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So I guess, I mean, that sounds like pretty much confirmation. I know, which is so interesting. I don't know. I'm so happy for her because I know in her conservatorship, like she was just talking about how she was really wanting to get the IUD out. Um, and I know that was like a point of contention in the conservatorship and, you know, with her family and stuff, you know, at least from what she said. So I'm just, I'm glad. And I'm happy for her that that if this is something she like truly, really, really wanted, Mm -hmm. I'm just glad it's happening for her. Me too. Like, I feel like she it's, it's fun because since she is on social media, like, I feel like we're seeing in real time, her finding herself again. Because yeah. think how long 13 years is. That's how long she was in that conservatorship. Like, I mean, that's crazy. And so like oh. you're in that headspace for so long where you have no control over your own life. And now it's like following her on social media. It's like her posts and the things she talks about 
you know, some people are like, you know, act like it's all wacky, which I'm like, the poor girl was, I mean, it's kind of eccentric, but like also outside of the conservatorship and how long she was under it for, you know, for what, like you said, 13 years. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about it guys. She was like on Mickey mouse. Like she was like in the the Mickey mouse club, right? Yeah. Like, you know, she did that. She, like, she basically has been working her whole life not officially, but under some sort of like other people's control since she was like 13, but way more. So now I feel like, I mean, as weird as her posts are, it kind of makes sense. It does. The poor girl. I mean, she's just, she, she has not had a normal life, even the outside of the conservatorship. I'm so glad you actually said that. Cause I forget even before the conservatorship, like she was the most famous woman in the world and was a famous child and was, you know, so she's never had a normal a space to just be her and a space to just figure her life out. And now I feel like we're kind of witnessing it as she's, you know, and she's lately been calling Sam her husband. Yeah. Which I don't, maybe they've gotten married because they were public about their engagement, but then now in post, she's just calling him her husband. I don't know if they've ever truly gotten married. I wonder if that's just like a point of endearment because I feel like if they did actually get married, like people would be like, Oh my God, here's the paperwork. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like people would be kind of nuts about it. And I think that people would, you know, be out there saying like, oh yeah, here's their marriage license or I don't know. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like, well, whatever's going on, I'm happy for her. I feel like she's finding her wings again and trying to become a normal person. And we're here for it. I'm happy for her. K-Fed came out and said, if the news is true, I'm happy for Brittany. Yeah, K-Fed, her ex-husband and the father of both her boys that are like teenagers now. That's um, so sweet. Yeah, and I was like, I love this. I was like, okay, everybody be mature about it. Very nice. Yeah. So, I'm happy for her. I love so Brittany. Much nostalgia. I just, like, I love her. Yeah, exactly. Like there's something about her that I feel like we're all so connected to. If you, you know, grew up with her at the time where she was the biggest thing in the world, like she was it. Like Britney Spears was the star, like bigger than Beyonce, bigger than Lady Gaga, bigger than anyone. Yeah. Like she was it at that yes. time. And that was before I, social media. And the only taste we got of her was like when she was on TRL or doing a show or in a magazine before that. Yeah. So it's like, it was like these little tastes of her stardom that we were like, oh my God, she's the best. Yeah. Or when she was like performing, like at an award show or she did like an interview and like people or like one of, you know, one of those tabloid magazines. Exactly. So let us know y'all's thoughts on Britney Spears pregnancy, boy or girl. Should we guess? Let's guess right now what we think it is. And then we will regroup whenever she announces. Oh, I think it's a girl. I was just going to say my, my gut, like knee jerk reactions as girl. Yeah. Same. I don't I'm know why. Go with it. I don't know why either. Yeah. I, I'm thinking maybe cause she wants one. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I so. just really, I think it's a girl. And I think if she had a daughter, I think she would go very far to be like, I'm going to tr- give this daughter everything I never had. I'm going to treat this baby with yeah. this daughter with respect that I never got. Go Brittany, go. We're here for you. We love you. Well, and then speaking of, you know, late nineties, early two thousand, early two thousands nostalgia. Yes. Jennifer Lopez and, um, Ben Affleck. Why couldn't I think of his name? I don't know. I was like, I was like, I was like having a a lapse in my brain. You're like, all right, everybody, Jennifer Lopez and Travis Barker are back together. (laughs) We never saw it coming. Well, uh, they're engaged. 
They're engaged for a second time. I I don't know why. I love I love that they're back together. I love that they're back together and now engaged. Like their life is like a movie, as if it wasn't already for either one of them because they're superstars and have millions of dollars and everyone in the world knows who they are. But yeah, to on the level of love that we all hope to have at some point in our lives, for them to have had it one time, lost it, and then found each other again, and now they're getting married again. And she if you guys hadn't seen, apparently she has a um, J-Lo newsletter that she sends out to her fans. Yes, that's how she announced it. Yeah. And in it, she said that she was in the bathtub and he came in and she was blown away. So shocked and like crying and, and everything. It said like she had no clue, which I love um, that she was completely oblivious. Her ring is green. I don't know if it's a green diamond or if it's an emerald, but it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. It looked like kind of like. It looked very light green. I know. I was going to say, I it wasn't wanna, dark, dark. I know. I was going to say, I don't want to say neon because I don't feel like that's right, mm-hmm. but it kind of had that look. It did. It was almost like, like, have you seen the, um, the birthstone for August? And the other reason I know it, cause my birthday is in August, you know, like that, like the, I think you say the pear dot or pear. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like okay. That. Yeah. I was like, I don't it kind of looks like that. It's kind of like that shade almost. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Where it's kind of, it's still see-through ish. Yeah. But, but it's like a lighter, like green, but it almost looks neon, but it's kind of not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either I way, it's it. really pretty. I'm a, yeah. I love it. I love this for them. I got to say, um, I was unsure what exactly was happening with the two of them when they first started dating because it was like JLo and A-Rod ended and yeah. then all of a sudden, and then like days later, she was like spotted with Ben Affleck. Yeah. It almost seemed like, I want to say you had mentioned it. I can't remember if we had the podcast then, I guess we didn't, but I want to say maybe you and I talked about it just in our normal lives. And you were like, oh no, I think it's a publicity stunt. You're like, I'm yeah. not ready to believe well, because, it. Because, and I think that's how everybody was. We were like, do they have a movie they're promoting? Like this seems too good to be true. Yeah. Well, she was like shooting a movie for... I think it's on Hulu, like that uh-huh. Mary, the Marry Me movie. Oh yeah, and she had no. It came, it came out recently, but that was originally supposed to come out like last year, and then, oh. um, and then when they started dating was right around the same time where Ben Affleck was like him and like Jennifer Garner were like. Like it was like, should he go to rehab? He looks really bad. Do you yeah, remember? he went like, it was kind of like, what is happening over there? Yeah, that was rough. So, yeah. It kind of seemed like it was a little too good to be true for the both of them. But then mm-hmm. I don't know. Now I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm too. I'm all in. I'm all in. We had a hilarious bet on the show because when they first started dating and Lee has yet to pay up because he lost the bet. Our bet was they would make it a hundred days of dating. He was like, no, they're just, this is a fling. And now they're engaged and everything. The bet was he has to do our television show naked one day, which obviously we're a daytime show. It's going to be blurred. There's going to be barriers. You're not going to see anything, but he'll be feeling the pain of being nude. Um, That is so funny. He told me about that the other day and he was mm -hmm. like, I have to, he was like, I have to lose weight. And I'm like, he's in a panic. Right now. He's in a full <laughs> panic. I'm like, Lee, we're not going to show. We, we would be kicked off the air if we actually showed anything besides like your shoulders or something. <laughs> I was like, you know this, but yeah, he's so funny. Literally today 
we grabbed lunch and he got a salad and it came with a piece of bread on the side and he ate the piece of bread. And then as soon as he was done, he looked at me and he goes, why did I eat that bread? I'm an idiot. I've got to get fit. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, you're fine. You can start tomorrow. Diet starts Honestly, tomorrow. I, got, I have the same thoughts. It's yeah. Oh, same. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I just had a little more self-control. Okay. So just go, just going back to Ben and Jennifer really quick. Yeah. Well, mainly um, just Jennifer in general. Yeah. Um, I would just like to issue um, a statement and mm-hmm. I would like to um, formally and publicly thank Craig Conover, Conover yes. of um, Southern Charm. Love him. For giving us this relationship with Ben and Jennifer. Because if, what? Because um, the guy, or so A Rod was cheating on J Lo. I think with multiple women, but the girl he was cheating on JLo with is a cast member on Southern Charm. And is Craig the one who blew that wide open? Yes, because they got into like a big heated argument on the, um, on the reunion last season. And he was like, well, you're, you know, effing you know, Aaron Rodriguez and everyone goes, Alex, Alex. Oh yeah. Alex. Oh my God. What that, what is up with me? Tonight? You're having trouble men's names. I'm going to run over them with you after the show, Jacqueline. Okay. I'll All be right, like, these are common men's I, names. I never do this. What is going on? Okay. Ben Affleck, Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> Jeez. Well, the second Craig said Alex Rodriguez, everyone was like, <gasps> because I think like everyone on the cast knew it, but he, but he, he, he was the only person to say existence. it. Yeah. Because so the controversy with that was that Madison LaCroix is her name. And she was like dating one of Craig's friends, but then also basically like also seeing Alex Rodriguez and like would FaceTime him all the time. Yes. And then, her, the stuff about and then the cast member Austin broke up. And then she was like, like bragging about it to like everyone in Charleston saying that they were like, dating and sleeping together and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So then Craig was the one that dropped the bomb on the ring and everyone I think was like, what? And now here we are. And that started the thing where once everyone heard about it, that's when he was, that's when A-Rod like had to basically come out and they like broke up and it was like, it snowballed all this stuff. So Craig, I thank you. Craig, we love you for a million reasons. I think Craig is so hot. I know. And um, guys, I just want everyone to know out there, Jacqueline, Claire, and I, along with like eight of my other really good girlfriends, we went to um, Charleston, South Carolina last year for my bachelorette trip. Did several of the girls walk down to Craig's shop in Charleston and stand there and wait for him and hope that he would be there? Yes, they did. Did he, he show up? Close. No, he did not. And he was very rude. <laughs> I know it was closed. It was closed. Let down. We love Craig. Craig, come on the show. We'd love to talk to you. You know what? You come on the show. You should. I love him. Like when I know, me too. the first season of Southern Charm, I was like, well, who's this little angel baby in human form? I know. I've always just had this, had this sweet spot for him. Me too. And, um, so he's dating Paige DeSorbo now, and okay. she is on the cast of summer house. And that's the show where they like live in New York city. They basically like, live downtown. And then every, every weekend over the summer, they go, they rent a house in the Hamptons. And it's like, it follows yeah. like basically a group of friends and Paige is on there. 
So and those shows kind of cross over a lot now, don't they? Southern Charm and Summer well, House. Now they do because okay. Paige and Craig basically met because of Bravo. And then sure. once like Bravo started seeing that cast members on these different reality shows started to become friends, that's when they started doing like Real Housewives, Ultimate Girls Trip. Or they did oh. like, they did this show called Winter House um, last winter where they put like some people from like Southern Charm, um, Summer House, and then like new cast members and just put them like on like vacation in, I think Aspen or something like that. Like something like that for like two weeks, like in the winter and then just made a TV, like a short TV show out of it. Okay. See, that's the thing. If you get on a reality show now, you're signing up for basically 10 reality shows because I mean, producers are genius in this regard. Once they get people, once these people have a following and you keep them on more and more reality shows and put them on the next, it keeps people watching. And those crossover shows, like you said, Real Housewives, Ultimate Girls Trip, it might, it might make people see a cast member that they'd never seen from a different show. So then they watch that season. Like it's genius, but it just keeps going. Yeah. And that's why, um, like winter house was just like, okay. I mean, I wasn't like a total, I wasn't totally in love with it. Yeah. But, um, I loved the real housewives, the ultimate girls trip. And that was on Peacock. I think they're showing it now on Bravo, but I mean, that, that season was pretty cool, but yeah. so that's, so Paige and Craig they're dating Okay. now and this, and so summer house, the current season of that show is airing and they shot that last summer and Craig has been on it because Craig and Paige are like, this is like their starting of their relationship, but then. Okay. I've just now, looked them up. Cause I didn't know what she looked like. So, so I just looked cute. Are they I mean, so cute? They are so adorable. Like I know. He is a doll baby and he is just so handsome. Yeah. But he, he has really, but, um, he has really, like redeemed himself and grown and it's it's very cute yeah because he was kind of a train wreck those first couple seasons yeah um, well um crazy enough so he also he has recently come out with a book and I was listening to an interview with him on like this other podcast I listened to and um he was saying how like uh for a lot of those seasons that he filmed of Southern Charm, especially when he was dating Naomi and he would just like be super like irritable and all that stuff. He was addicted to Adderall. Oh, really? Yes. And he at said that, that time, like, he said it got to the point where like Naomi would get mad at him for like opening the pill bottle because she was like, well, I can obviously hear you taking it. So he started hiding little, like the little pills all around their house. So he wouldn't have to open the pill bottle. So Naomi like, wouldn't know he was taking it. Oh, and then his, that kind of explains a lot though. I know. I know. Yeah. And so he was like, he basically said that like, um, he didn't go to like rehab or anything, but his prescription ran out and he just like, didn't go to the doctor again and was like, okay, I'm just going to go like a, he just kind of like went cold turkey and stopped. into stopping taking it, which was, yeah. which is crazy to think about, but yeah. Cause I mean, it is a serious prescription drug. If you're not prescribed Adderall, or even if you are, it can, it can really get you. Well, uh, so 
we momentarily had to leave um, the podcast for a few minutes. I never thought I would say this, but um, it, there was like potentially a tornado. <laughs> yeah, in our area. <laughs> in a severe storm. And we were unclear whether a tornado was going to hit. So we just decided to take like 10 or 15 minutes just to figure out what was going on and, you know, be ready to go underneath the stairs if there was. Exactly. As ex newscasters, we're nothing if not addicted to watching uh, live weather coverage. Um, and so, yeah, both of us were like, we got to get off here. Like, Hey, let's put our safety first. But then secondly, we both were like, okay, we got to watch the weather. Yeah. Like at first we both were like, uh, I don't know. Should we, should we, should we, we spent five (laughs) minutes being like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, let's just, we just need to go. (laughs) Just took a quick pause. So guys, safety first, anytime there's severe weather, you know, hey, though, if you are ever in your storm shelter, just keep the A block on. We'll keep you company. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're back and we're safe and everything is good. Hope everyone else out there is safe. Um, OK, yeah. our next topic we want to talk about tonight was I didn't know Brooklyn Beckham wasn't five years old anymore, but he apparently is not. And now he's married. Yeah. This is son of Victoria you know Beckham and her gorgeous, gorgeous husband, David. Yeah, this was um, news to me as well. Um. Yeah, it's he's their oldest son, correct? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he's the oldest. Yeah, so they have like Brooklyn and then they all have names after like cities. Okay, I'm trying to like look up all of their names. Um, There's like, I want to say Brooklyn. I want to say Paris, but I don't know about that. So I don't really want to say. Oh, I think. uh, Um looking it up right now they have the dot oh brooklyn harper romeo and cruz i apparently made up paris in my mind I, brooklyn is the only one that has a uh, location name <laughs> i don't know why i made up that one of their kids he, you know what i gotta say though brooklyn looks like the perfect mix of both of his parents yes i mean who like, are both absolutely gorgeous and he is so i handsome. mean like do you remember when they got married and it was like the event of the year? Oh, it was the Royal wedding. It was the Royal wedding before the Royal wedding was the Royal wedding. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, like those two. And then they have, and then, so they had their three sons and then it kind of seemed like there was a big gap between when they had their youngest son. And then when they had their daughter, like all yeah. of a sudden it was like, she's pregnant again, Victoria. And everyone was like, oh my God, she's so chic when she's pregnant. I love it. I mean, that woman, like, I don't even know how she does it. Like she must you have- all- I loved the Spice Girls. Oh yeah, same. And I loved her. I mean, I loved honestly. Posh I was loved it. All Posh was them, it. But I just was like, I'm obsessed with Posh. Like, oh, obsessed. like I'm. Yeah. And then she, it's no shock to me that she was like the most successful one on a solo career, and not even in music. She is a full out fashion designer. Yeah, successful one at that. And then her husband. I love that she one time did an interview, and I read it, and she said. You know, whenever David is like naked in our bedroom or something, she said like yeah. he'll be getting out of the shower or something. And I just think to myself, I did so good, girl. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I love that Honestly, that's the thought we would all have with that. If David Beckham was our husband, you're just watching him stand there. You're like, oh, he is. Yes, I was just going to say that. Like, Amazing. Like as an outsider, I would hope that that's the thoughts that she would have. Yes. Like he is, they're both so gorgeous. But yeah, so Brooklyn got married in Palm beach this past week to, yes. I believe her name is Nicola pet. Yeah, I think it's Nicola Pelt. Nicola. Okay. And you just informed me, apparently she comes from a billion dollar family. 
Yeah. So, um, okay. What's the deal with that? Find like more information. Y'all, if you haven't looked at their wedding pictures, I mean, they oh don't, my God, you it looks have... just like a spread for like a bridal ad. They're so, so gorgeous. And so many celebrities were there. Eva Longoria, Gordon Ramsay, Serena Williams, like just to name a couple. Yeah. That's like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. I need to find, because this is, so apparently she's an actress. Oh, I mean, she's absolutely beautiful. I mean, I've seen, Oh, she played, she played, um, Bradley Martin in the A&E drama series Bates Motel. Oh, cool. Okay. I didn't watch Bates Motel, but I wanted to, but I never got around to it. Yeah. I, um, Huh. That's very interesting. Well, I've heard of that show before. So that's. Yeah. It's based on psycho the movie. Yeah. Well, she. I did not know that about her. I wonder how they met. So apparently her parents are Nelson Peltz and Claudia Hefner. Uh Oh, okay. She is. Um, Well, the wedding pictures that have come out so far of these two, I mean, it just literally looks like a magazine spread. They're so gorgeous, but wow, zers, like both of them married up. I don't know how that's possible, but they both married up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I honestly think he married up because, okay. So according to this website that I'm looking at, it says that Nicola's net worth is estimated to be around 40 million. Oh my God gosh because her parents are billionaires i'm trying to find more information you all i'm i'm working on it it is just you all know anything about nicola peltz send it in right now we are newly obsessed with her and then brooklyn who i still i mean i still thought he was five years old i know (laughs) but i guess not (laughs) well and also did you see her wedding dress it was so cool like she had like so chic yeah well, I mean, okay, first I just got to say, I don't get the whole glove situation. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not here for the gloves. I don't I care don't about get I think that. And obviously she's not the first person to do the glove situation. I mean, just in general with a dress, I don't get the gloves, but the sleeves I thought was a cool idea where like she had the dress and then she had, you have to just Google the picture because she put on gloves, but the sleeve went like basically all the way up to like the middle of her tricep. Yes. So it I'm looked like a it. sleeve, but it wasn't attached to the actual dress, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just such a precious little couple. So congrats to them. Um, now I feel like I'm just going to be obsessed with her. Do you ever do that thing where you just find a random celebrity that you suddenly become obsessed with? And you're just like, got to know everything about them. Oh, 100%. I think she's our new one. Oh my gosh. And from wedding to divorce, um, y'all Tish Cyrus has filed for divorce for the third time from Billy Ray Cyrus. These are Miley's parents. I wonder if it's going to stick this time and what finally made them, they've been married for nearly 30 years. I think it said 28 years. What's going on with that? Who knows? I don't think anybody has really said any details. It's just that they've filed once again, or she has filed again. Yeah. But yeah, that's all we know. I, I would just like to know what are the reasons behind the other filings and why have they never fought like officially divorced? Yeah. I don't understand. Like maybe they've rekindled it. I'm like, is there drama? Have they just grown apart? You know, t- and that always can in- intrigues me. Like, 
Um, I've never been divorced obviously. And so I don't know, I can't speak to this from personal experience, but I always find it shocking when couples divorce after that long together, like if a couple's been married two years, three years, five years, even 10 years, it almost seems more like, okay, well it didn't work out. But after 30 years, it kind of seems like, but that's your life. Like what made you finally decide I don't want to do this anymore or what made it finally like what, when you're, I'm always shocked by divorces when it's that length of time, I'm like, what was the final straw or what made you guys be like, yeah, I don't know. I I always wonder that. Well, so I kind of wonder if they just have never officially filed because Oh, like maybe like, they've been living apart for way longer. Yeah. Like maybe oh, they just like that's basically a good point. live separate, but like don't file honestly because of like money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I'm wondering if, I mean, and I don't even know, like just with Billy Ray's like short lived music career, like, do yeah. they have any sort of like legal stake in Miley's life where mm-hmm. like, it would just kind of mess everything up if at least, you know, in that way, paperwork wise, if they did officially get divorced, so, like maybe they have just been living separate. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. Like there's no information, but I'm like, that whole family is so interesting. And I had read, so we all know that Miley and Liam Hemsworth got married in their living room in Franklin, Tennessee before their divorce two years later. The article I read said, apparently she was following in the footsteps of her parents. Apparently Tish and Billy Ray got married in their living room in Nashville as well. And that's like what inspired Miley to do it. And I'm like, well, maybe her divorce inspired them to get divorced. I don't know. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I don't know about that. I you really know, don't know. Billy Ray from achy breaky heart to old town road. You just never know how your career is going to go. Jeez Louise. Jeez All Louise. I know is. I yeah. do not care for Miley Cyrus. So. <gasps> oh, really? No, yeah, I, don't. I, I just, I think she's so trashy. I have thought it since she was on Disney channel. And I was like, really? I was like, <gasps> I think she is pure trash. <gasps> See, I never, and I hate to even say that because I don't want to be a hater, but I'm just a hater. <laughs> I'm coming out Especially tonight. When it comes to her, I'm like, she just grosses me out. Like, Oh, I know what you mean. There are stars like that, that everybody else loves that. I just can't get on board with. And obviously if we met Miley, I'm sure, you know, we're not talking horrible about her as a person. Like we understand she is, you know, a human being and she, you know, it's fine. We just mean as a performer, you're not into her brand of performing. Yes. Maybe. I'm, okay. I'm not into it. I like, don't care for it. Um, yeah. That's so funny. Like I was, I never watched her on Disney channel. I was too old by the time she came along and then But then like, I liked some of her early music. And then I liked some of those like Nicholas Sparks movies she did. Like the one with Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say I'm vibing. Yeah. Yeah, There's a couple movies she did that are pretty good. And there's a couple songs. There's a few songs she has that I like. The Climb. Hi. Duh. Duh. Seven Things. Yeah. Um, And then like some of her recent. Oh, Party in the USA. It's a vibe. It's a movement. If you're oh, yeah. out and I start playing that, you're screaming it. Exactly. But, and there's some recent music that she has that's like not bad, but 
The whole um, period where she, where it was the, her tongue was stuck out all the time. And she did the thing with Robin Thicke at the VMAs. It was a weird period. And then she's like in the video of Wrecking Ball, like, right. I don't know. I'm just like, it was a weird, I'm like, honey, you were on a journey. Out. Yeah. But it was just kind of like, Miley, you're better than this. That's how I felt. I kind of felt like she was not that I know her, but I kind of felt like, is Miley betraying herself? Is she like selling out to have this sex appeal? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I feel like she's kind of mellowed out now and she kind of went through like a, she went through like a boho phase and then now she's in like a rocker phase. Yeah. Which I can tolerate her at this point, but there was like a lot, there was like, and I have like most recently got into that stage. Like before yeah. I'm just like, I just think you are just <laughs> No, it's okay. It's okay. You know, I have, I have people like what it's like, you know, I mean, I get to, to some extent where it's like, you're at Disney, you know, they make you feel like you've got to, you got to toe the line, you got to do what they want, blah, blah, blah. But then it gets to a point where it's like, if you're trying to say and show that you're all these other things, you shouldn't have to like scream it to the rooftops and stick your tongue out everything and like do all these, like, I don't know, like everything she was doing, it was kind of just like, okay, if you are that, you shouldn't have to continuously do that. Yeah. Like, people mm-hmm. would just know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I absolutely know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's you like when people say, oh, I'm cool. Or like, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. It's like, okay, well, you shouldn't have to say that you, you shouldn't are. have to people say it. No. Well, what if, and they always say like, um, money talks, but wealth whispers. Yes. And it's like, it's true. If you have to talk about how much money you have all the time, like you probably don't actually have that much. Yeah. <laughs> like stop. And that's kind stop. Of how I've like always just felt with her. Mm. Like she just has always given off this major, and this is a major, um, like Gen Z TikTok, um, term, but she always from day one has given me major pick me girl vibes. And I stand girls like that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I feel you. That's so funny. Anyway. Um, Miley, you do your thing, girl. This is not a Miley podcast. (laughs) I'm just, you know what? Jacqueline had that on her heart and she needed to get it out. And that this podcast is a safe space. You can like what you like. You can not like what you don't like, and that's okay. We're all humans. Jacqueline's not going to be writing Miley hate mail though, which is the difference. I won't. I'll just Never. keep it. To, I'll just keep it to myself. And exactly, podcast. you're a decent human being. The people that take, like we've talked about before, that have the time in their lives to write hate mail to anyone in the world. I'm like, no, 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 honey, take up a new craft. Don't be writing hate mail to any celebrity. A, they're not going to read it, and even if they do, what purpose does that serve? Nothing. Nothing. They're never going to be like, oh no, so-and-so wrote me and said they don't like my new album. Guys, cancel it. Cancel the release. Oh, cancel it. We're done. Okay. So this week, Jacqueline and I, um, because every week we come to the table with topics and things we want to discuss. Well, this week, Jacqueline and I both had very similar topics we want to discuss. We are true crime junkies, but we've been off of it for a while because lately all the documentaries that have been coming out have been about swindlers, be it Tinder or... Um, what was the other one that came out that was also Tinder similar vibes? Bad vegan, bad vegan. It was very, those have been big. And Jacqueline had posted, there was someone on Instagram and I don't know who you posted, but you posted your story and it said like, 
Um, hi, Netflix. I need, uh, instead of falling asleep to serial killers, I'm falling asleep to swindlers. I need more serial killers. And I think Jacqueline and I took that to heart because we both have been watching nonstop true crime yeah. documentaries. This I'm week. like a mate. I love, I literally, you guys, seriously, majority of my TV intake is like reality TV, like the Kardashians, the real housewives, like literally everything on Bravo. Um, Love is Blind and uh, docu series about serial killers. So yes, like something like I, like people that don't get true crime obsession or I don't know what it is that makes it. It's the scariest thing in the world, but like watching it and absorbing that information feels like it gives you power in some way. Yeah, I think that's others. how it is for me too. Like it's like the more I know, the more I'm informed, and the more I will prevent myself from being attacked. Exactly. Which I mean, you know, and who knows joke may be on us one day, someone walks in and that's the end of us, but you know, so this week we want to just give you guys a couple of true crime, uh, recommendations, things that we have been watching, um, absorbing and think would be good. Yeah. Haley, what um, have you been watching this week? Let me tell you, can I confess something to you, Jacqueline? Um, always this, this is like, how many days since it's, since it's been since your last confession? <laughs> yes. How many days since your last confession? I need to confess something to Jacqueline. And I did not realize I needed to confess this to her until literally tonight. Jacqueline, do you remember that time about a year ago that you and Claire were at my house and we needed to watch desperately the movie Baby Mama on Netflix? And yeah, I yeah. didn't have a login for Netflix anymore. And you logged in under your account. Have you been watching? Only when I'm at my house, which I got married last year and my husband and I obviously now live together in a home. I still have my own home and we just haven't sold it yet. So oh my I'm God, that is so here. funny. I don't even remember doing that. <laughs> you did it. And we watched that movie and I had not thought of that probably since then. Cause I'm never at this house because it's not our main home. We're in the process of renting it, selling it, et cetera. So tonight I'm over here because I'm trying to do some cleaning and trying to organize the place and get it ready to rent or sell. And so I turned on the TV and I turned on Netflix and it said, hi. And it's, it says Jack. And then it says like your dad's name, your sister's (laughs) name, another sister's name. And I was like, oh, I completely (laughs) forgot Jacqueline was still logged into this. So if you see any, you know, if you see like, hey, Jacqueline, how did you like so-and-so? You'll be like, that was Haley watching that, not me. Hey, laundry and watching it. Uh, she found a random docu-series about serial killers and she decided that, that's yes, and I, laundry. I literally did not. Watch. Exactly. Literally did not remember that until two night I got to the house and I opened Netflix and it said Jack. And I was like, oh, I've got to tell her that I am <laughs> her Netflix tonight. Netflix, please don't come for us. We'll split the cost. I'll Venmo her money. So it's all clean. It's oh, above tape. Love it's it. above Appreciate board. it. I hope yes. you use it. Yes. Um, okay. So one of the things that I've been watching and trigger warning, because this one was actually, um, I was shocked. I did not know about this case whatsoever. And then B there's a lot of drama surrounding this documentary because people are saying it is triggering or it could be hurtful to victims. Uh It's a story that imagine like your most beloved national television star, you find out after that person dies that they were the worst pedophile you've ever met. Like imagine guys, like this is in another country and this is why I didn't know about this story and why many of you probably didn't know about it. But imagine like one of the national morning news shows. I'm not going to say anyone's name because I don't want to accidentally tie them to something like this because none of them that we know are this way. But imagine like 
you know, one of the main anchors that you have seen your whole life on the, one of those national network shows and he's amazing or he or she are amazing. You watch them for 50 years and then they die. And then as soon as they die, you find out their whole life was a lie and they were a pedophile and had more than 500 victims. That's what this documentary is about. It's called Jimmy Savile, a British horror story. It is brand new on Netflix, ton of drama surrounding it because People are saying it's it just brings up trauma for the victims. Um, it's this man who was beloved on British television nationally. He was on air for 50 years. He okay. died in 2012 or 2011. And as soon as that came out, like within months, it was discovered that he was, I mean, a completely different person and horrific yes. crime. Well, okay. I'm so glad that you're bringing this up because- the other night, um, I was at my boyfriend's house and we were just like, we had like made dinner or whatever. And then we were both like, we couldn't decide what to watch on Netflix. And we had seen that this had just came out and we were like, neither of us knew, even knew what it was. Didn't watch the preview. And we're like, whatever, let's just watch it because we can't make a decision. So exactly. I do that all the we time. We started watching it. And like, at, at first we're like, okay, you know, the first little bit of the first episode they don't really tell you what this guy does yeah it's a two episode series the first episode they're just catching you up on his career and it's kind of eerie because you know it's going to take a turn i know what you're talking about but you don't know what that turn is because as americans i had never heard of this man never And they're, and they're basically just like setting you up to like explain like who he is, what his life is about. And How he became also, so famous. Yeah. And then also like explaining why people loved him so much. And like this, this work with like this hospital he did and blah, blah, blah. And oh, all he this was stuff. like a champion fundraiser oh, for nonprofits yeah. and stuff. Once he got famous, like, like. Yes. And the whole time you're watching the first majority of the first episode, you're just like, oh my God, I know like this guy's like a POS. Like, he yeah, has- you know, it's going to happen, but you, you can't believe it. It's like an impending doom. You know, what's happening. You don't know mm-hmm. what it's going to be, when it's going to hit, but you're just like, Ooh, you're bracing for the impact. Yes. And then episode good. two, episode two comes in swinging hard. And so trigger warning, you know, sexual assault or anything like that. Do not watch it. If that's something that triggers you in any way whatsoever. Um, but it's a really eye-opening documentary. I think just into the way that we can all be fooled into yeah. not seeing problems or just the human psyche, you know, psychopathy, narcissism, um, anything like that. One of my favorite things to do once I watch a true crime documentary is then Google it. Like, yes, the information that they didn't include in the documentary is truly chilling, like chilling this man, like, thank God he's dead. Cause if he wasn't, like someone would kill him because he was the biggest POS you've ever like disgusting. So watch that. It's called Jimmy Savile, a British horror story. It is brand new. It's, you know, I would just say, make sure they're just adults in the room. Um, but it's, it's very interesting. Um, and true crime, if you love it, then watch that. The other recommendation I have is catching killers on Netflix. It's there's two seasons of it. I've watched three episodes and it basically is the hunt for serial killers, um, in the United States, but it's, from the point of view of the investigators. So the whole documentary is about how it affected the actual investigators. And if one of them cries, they all cry. Every single one of these investigators, be it the one that was the lead on the Green River Killer or these shootings I'd never heard of in Phoenix where someone was randomly firing shotguns out of their car at people walking down the street. Oh my God. 
I'd never heard of that. And they killed several people. It was crazy. So, but it's told through, it's just an interesting true crime documentary in that it's told through the angle of how it actually affected emotionally the investigators that were, you know, living their lives, trying to catch these horrible people from murdering again. So catching killers on Netflix. Um, I just watched the green river killer one last night and it was really good. So those are my recommendations. Ooh. Okay. I'll, I'll have to, I don't think, I think I've watched maybe an episode or two of the, Kevin well, Taylor. if you go to your Netflix, it's going to say that you have watched them. Um, but that's me. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'll try to remember that. I'll, well, I'll have to go back and watch them because that sounds really good. It is good. Um, so kind of on that same, uh, in the same realm of the catching killers, I lately, um, so I had watched an episode or two of the show like a while ago and forgotten about it, but then season two recently came out. Um, and I have like fully binged the first, like both, I have fully binged the, uh, both seasons. I think I only have like a couple episodes left, but the show is called, I am a killer. I've seen the icon on Netflix and I've never clicked on it for some okay. reason. I don't know why you guys, it is like, it is like one of those shows where I do not pick up my phone during an episode. <gasps> and that is a lot for me because my phone is up my ass 24 seven. Oh, so. same. Like, like my husband I constantly never put it he's like, can you put your phone down please? And I'm like, Sorry. yeah, yeah. I'm just addicted it to it. I know. Same. Well, Jacqueline, I think that's a, the era we grew up in, but B, I think it's our news backgrounds where literally you would get, we would get in so much trouble if we missed one email, one alert from our bosses, like, Hey, why didn't you see this? We need to come in, we need on to Facebook in a certain time frame. Yes. Like it's just, I think honestly it's trauma. It's trauma. It's trauma. You know what? I'm traumatized. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm on my phone all the time. So mm-hmm. next time someone yells at me, I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm traumatized. It's I am PTSD. traumatized. They're like, ma'am, we're at the DMV. Can you not? And you're like, hmm. Mm, sorry. Mm. Okay. Well, so this show is so good. Okay. So if you haven't seen it, it's, um, first off, you need to watch it. Um, but also, okay. So the show is about each episode starts off with a different case and the premise is that this documentary or the docu-series interviews in each episode a different criminal um, who was- convicted, Like someone who's been convicted? Convicted sitting in jail on death oh, row of oh, a murder. shoot. Okay. So of a murder. So the first, like, however many minutes of the episode is like, it'll say- okay, this is inmate, blah, blah, blah. This is where they are. You know, this is what happened. And then it'll, it literally interviews them. So they'll inter, so they'll great. go in. So we, never hear from, we never hear from these people. It's like, once oh my God, were, I'm telling us. you, it, it is so fat. They literally interview everyone in every single episode. They interview so they interview the criminal who's sitting in behind bars in jail mm-hmm. and then they'll, and it'll tell the story of like the murder through and um, they'll make the criminal tell the story and uh-huh. then it'll jump to like the investigators and they'll track down like the investigator if they're retired, like they'll have them walk through it or, and they'll kind of walk, they'll talk about that. And then they'll talk to like maybe the criminal's family 
um, the victim's family and all this stuff. And then I personally think this is one of the best parts about it is when like, um, you know, the criminal will say, oh, like, you know, obviously like everyone's story is uh, different than mm-hmm. the other <laughs> people's. Okay. So like, the killer will say, oh, you know, this is how it happened we were in a struggle and the fight happened. And then the family member will say, oh, you know, in court, the prosecutor said that he walked into the store and pulled a gun and there was no fight. And then, and then the documentary will show the, um, them playing a tape and the family member listening to the interview of the criminal saying, oh yeah, we got in a fight and they'll, and like live reacting to it. It is so good. (laughs) Oh, that is juicy beyond juice. I love that. So then, so then, and then what they'll usually do too, is then when that family member will argue about why it's not that, then they'll go, and then it'll go back to the criminal and they'll show that person listening to the counter and it'll counter back. It's so good. Oh, this is juicy. It's like, it it gets all sides. It gets the criminal, the investigators, like the family members on both ends. It talks about their, like the way they grew up and maybe how that like played a role in their point of thinking and were they on drugs or were they abused? Like it's, it's just very interesting. And a lot of the cases are smaller cases. So they're not cases that like we probably would have heard of. You know what I okay, mean? cool. That was what I was going to ask. Are these like famous? No, some of them, are some oh. of them are like, I would say most of them are like small town, like murders. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. That, that to me is so interesting. And okay. There's two, wow. And there's two seasons of it. It is, you guys, it is so interesting. And I, I just think the best, like the best part about it is you're watching it and like the criminal is talking about the story and you're like, wow, man, like it's really, really believable. Like I cannot stress enough how believable it is. Uh-huh. And you're and like, then, okay, yeah, and I then believe you hear the other sides and you're like, oh, wow. Every single word that person said it was a lie, like a yeah. blatant, like proven lie. And it's just like, at that point, it's like, dude, you've already been convicted. Why yeah. lie? Why oh, lie? We well, all know all these people it. are like fighting their, they're oh, fighting their case. Oh, they're yeah. They're, they're Which not to say, thinking. we know, we know people have been wrongly convicted. That's not what we're yeah. saying. It's like nine times yeah. out of 10, they're not Yeah, <laughs> they're well, in jail. Cause that's where they need to be. Exactly. And, and a lot of these cases will, it's just, it's really good. I highly recommend it. And the episodes aren't that long. I would say they're like all under an hour. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, really cool. There's two seasons. Um, but yeah, it's been, really I nice. love this. Okay. I'm going to watch the show. Jacqueline recommended. I'm a killer on Netflix. You better watch the ones I wrote. So the other one, watch catching killers. It's really good. It's real. listen. just search killer on Netflix and you'll find them both. Yes. You know, and you know, if you're not into true crime documentaries, that's cool. But I feel like most of us are now it's such a popular genre. And I truly think it's because it makes us feel, it makes the unknown seem more known. It makes fear seem it's, it just feels like, okay, I've got more control now that I know about it. 
Um, okay, guys, as you know, it's time for our weekly favorite thing in self-care. And we are so pumped to have once again on board with us this week as the sponsor of our favorite things and self-care segment captured by Crouch Photographer or Photography, I should say. Um, Morgan Crouch is one of our personal friends, but we know her through the industry of local television. She worked with us in the past and she has branched out on her own since then. She is a traveling photographer based out of Frankfort, Kentucky. She specializes in wedding, elopement, lifestyle, and boudoir sessions. Morgan offers both photography and videography services to capture your most special moments in life. Captured by Crouch is a published dark and moody photographer and is now booking 2023 weddings. That's right. Next year. Time is getting away, folks. If you're interested in booking a wedding or session, reach out today with the code ABLOCK for your special discount. You can follow Captured by Crouch on Instagram. Tell her that you found us, found her through the ABLOCK podcast. Again, she's our personal friend. She is one of the coolest chicks you've ever met, but she is so talented. It is hard to even describe. Like you can see on her Instagram, some of her work. So thank you. Thank you, Morgan, once again, for sponsoring our favorite things and self-care segment. Okay. My favorite thing this week, and I am so sad. Claire is not here with us this week because she is the one who got me addicted to this, but about two years ago, she recommended it. And just this week I downloaded it. It's this incredibly stupid game. It's an app called Tune Blast that she okay. pl- she plays on her phone. If you've ever seen Claire, I've, if you've ever sat next to Claire on an airplane or you're just killing time somewhere, she's always playing this game. It's basically like Candy Crush, but it's Looney Tunes. I can't explain okay. it. It's so stupid. But she would always play it. And she and I, when we would fly together, I would always be like, why are you playing that game? She'd be like, just try it. You'll love it. I was always like, no, I don't get it. I downloaded it this week for no reason. I literally have to delete it because I'm so addicted to it. It's so fun, but so stupid. Tune Blast. If you guys have played it, um, I get it. It's so addictive and fun. It's basically, you're just like, I I can't even explain it. Yeah. Anyway, it's really fun. And I've been enjoying it this week because as someone with anxiety, I have a lot of um, anxious energy. And when I have a few minutes to kill between work or home or obligations, I like can't, I'm not a good sit still type person. And so I have found it helpful. Like when I have five minutes here and there to play, I literally downloaded it this week and I've texted clear 10 times. And I said, forgive me for not understanding how amazing slash insane this game is. And she's like, I love oh it. God, that is so funny. I was not random. Yeah. Tune blast T O O N like Looney tunes blast. Okay. And then my self care, this thing this week is, um, I'm just going to be totally honest. You know, last week I said, I've got to get back in therapy. Um, I took a little break from it, but my other thing I want to work on this week. And once I find a new therapist is I've just got to get back in the saddle when I'm feeling incredibly anxious and not taking the best care of myself. I don't take care of myself in any way. Like I don't go to the gym. I don't worry about what I eat. I don't go to bed on time. And just to be totally honest with you guys out there, if you find yourself feeling like, wow, I suck at all self-care items this week. I have not been good to myself this week. I have gotten terrible sleep. I've eaten like crap. I have not worked out a single time this week. Uh, This past month has been really tough for me. And so I know it's all tied into my anxiety and just avoidance of bad feelings in my brain. And I am committed to this week. I literally have it written in my planner of like, nope, I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. It makes me feel like crap more than I already do. And so I'm committed to getting back in the saddle. 
um, just of taking care of myself again. It's just been a tough week. I don't know why. I just feel very out of sync with myself. Um, so my self-care is I haven't been doing anything, but I'm committed to getting back in the saddle and giving myself the grace and love that I need this week for forgiving myself for not taking care of myself, but also giving myself what I deserve, which is taking care of a little old Haley. Love, love, love myself. Yeah. What about you? Well, I imagine that, that it would help to just to like, maybe do it like one step at a time where it's like, yes, you know, that's, I mean? that's I the trap like that's I fall into like where how? I'm like, I got to do everything again that I used to do. It's like, no, yeah. I just need to focus on today, just going to bed on time. And then tomorrow I, maybe I'll get a workout in and yeah. then maybe I'll get a salad the next day as a, yes. yeah, when I'm, that's kind of, I'm so glad you said that that's, that's for me exactly right. It just snowballs. And before I know it, I'm like, it's been a week and I have not had a single green vegetable. What's going on? Yeah. Well, for me, I, whenever I, um, in work am working out like consistently, I just find that I just naturally eat healthier. Like same, I, same. I always just feel better. Cause well then too, I'm like, okay, well, you know, like I worked out and I walked my dog and I don't want to eat, eat a burger because I want to have like a glass of wine or two tonight. And I just want to be able to like relax and like not think about that. So then I just exactly. don't eat. I don't eat the bad stuff. And I also don't really buy it. So I don't have it at my home, but it's a positive snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed I, to the negative snowball. Yeah. I'm t- maybe yeah, that's yeah. what I say. I'm trying to get, yes, Jack, I'm trying to get back on that positive snowball. <laughs> it's like once you do one thing and then like the next thing happens and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I feel like when my family was here a few weeks, like, or I guess two weekends ago, I am a person where like, I work out like every day, at least like minimum walk, go for a walk, which usually means I'm walking my dog. And like when they were here, I really only walked one day and the other days I didn't. And then that kind of snowballed into like the rest of last week where I didn't uh, really work out, which is not really like me. And then by the end of the week, I was like, what am I doing? Yes. That's <laughs> how it happens. I? Yeah. Who am I? Like you I were one of so the most. Up. I'm like, oh my God, I have all this energy, like this anxious energy that I just wasn't getting out. And oh God, it was bad. So I, I totally get it. Yeah. Right. Like, it's just like you get off your name one day and then one day turns into three days and then a week. And it's just like, yeah. Like, and then after three days, you're like, I just like, I can't, I don't have the energy. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. It's so, but then you have all this anxious energy that is inside you that you need to get out, but you don't have the physical energy. It's so it's just like, it's like until you make it. I've told myself, like I wrote in my planner, like that's it. I'm getting back on it, whether I feel like it or not. And I know once I do these positive things for one, two, three days, then I'll start feeling like it. Yeah. Well, I have found that even like when I, like on the days that I really, really, really don't want to work out or like, I just like, I'm just not in the mood. Don't have the energy. If I just go for a walk, especially outside helps like a ton. And then I feel like, wow, I did something. And then at the end, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad I like, I'm just glad I did that. Yes. And I, and I always listen to like a murder podcast when I do those. Love it. <laughs> Love a murder walk podcast. Like I, I try to save like my favorite podcast for when I do go outside and walk, especially when I'm walking my dog. So uh-huh. I love that. I love listening to a podcast if I'm walking outside, but I love listening to one when I'm on the treadmill. Like it yes. just, yeah. it's the, I mean, to me, it is chef's yeah. You just when I'm on the treadmill walking, I will um, read on my iPad, but if I'm walking outside, I will listen to a podcast. Uh-huh. 
Yes, exactly right. I love it. Well, okay. okay, So my favorite thing, um, my favorite thing this week, you guys. Yeah. There is a new reality show on, there's a new reality show on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding you. You have to watch it. Like it is not miss. You can't miss it. Like, okay. Okay. Called the ultimatum. Okay. Okay. The premise. Listen to this. The premise. I'm ready. There's couples. All the couples have been dating two years, give or take. Okay. Okay. One of them wants to get married immediately. And it's like begging for a ring. And the other person is like, we should wait. (gasps) Oh, Ooh. they, They take all of these couples in, they talk to the couples together. They talk to each person separate. So they, so then like, so it's like, you're watching, you get both the cup, the couples together and then separately about who wants to get married and who doesn't. I or love yes. that and, and the reasons behind it and all this stuff. And then the, everyone on the show, you basically get to talk to all the other people that are in the other couples and you get to leave this hotel with a person and live with them for three weeks as if you were in a couple with them. And then after the three weeks, you decide if you want to stay with that person or if you want to go back to the original person you were in a relationship with. What? <laughs> this is psychotic. Crazy. This is insane. Okay. Last night like- I literally texted. So Jacqueline and I have a mutual friend named Travis. He texted me last night and said, I have a new favorite show. It's called the ultimatum. I'm obsessed. And I said, Jacqueline tweeted about it. I was like, and if Jacqueline says a reality show is good, then she means it. So I was like, this does not shock me. And he was like, no. oh, Jacqueline knows the truth. So oh this God. is the show. It is, okay. It is so good. Okay. So, and I will explain why it is so good because, okay. So if you watch Love is Blind, Love is Blind is good because those people are nuts, right? Yeah, right? sure. And, but this is good because you don't have to wait like two episodes, three episodes to see the crazy come out. I mean, it is like immediate. (laughs) I love that. I mean, there's one girl on there where she is talking about how she's upset. She doesn't have a ring, Uh uh-huh. but she got an SUV instead. Okay. And she's like, well, I don't have a ring. And I, every time I look in the rear view mirror, I see that the backseat is empty and doesn't have kids in it. And it makes me sad. <laughs> what the heck? Okay. okay. I'll okay, be whoa, like, whoa, um, whoa, don't whoa, say this to the camera. Say this to your man. Ex- exactly. Oh, or your girl, has, whoever. She has, and she will. She does. Oh, ooh, and, and then it gets better alive. when you find out she is 23. <laughs> okay. Um, no, honey. No, no, no. There's, there's one guy in the Mama, show no. <laughs> who is 30 and everyone else is younger. So I will say, so the stakes don't seem as high because these people are like 26, 23, 24. Like it doesn't like the stakes don't seem as high, but it is, it doesn't make it less entertaining. When I was 18, I thought for sure I'll be married by the time I'm 22, 24. I'll have a couple of kids by the time I'm 30. I'm a 34 year old woman right now. I just got married less than a year ago. And even now the thought of having children terrifies me. 
I want to have kids, but I'm like, no, not yet. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Well, we're, I think we're just so lucky now where technology, we can wait. We can wait. We can wait. Exactly. Like it'll be yeah. fine. Like, you know, I'm, I think technically now, like I'm probably nearing, what do they call it? Like geriatric. They call it geriatric. Yes. And I'm like, if I have baby and I'm like, well, it's just rude. Honestly, it's rude. Get it together, it's, medicine. Get it together. Y'all need to try harder. Yeah. Okay. What is your self-care thing? Which, okay, guys, we're all watching the ultimatum together and we will talk about it next week. Cause I'm committed to watching it based on your recommendation yes, and yours, Travis. Is. Thank you, sweetheart for recommending it as well. It is so good. Um, but yeah, there's like a few episodes out and I think more come out next week. So okay. I've, I've only watched the first like two, I think I'm in the middle of episode three. At this you know point. what, since I'm at my house by myself tonight and I don't to worry about what Matt wants to watch. My sweet little thing. Love you, honey. I may watch the ultimatum as soon as I get done recording this podcast tonight. No, you should. And I'm going to watch it under Jacqueline's Netflix account. (laughs) 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 It'll be like, ma'am, why have you watched episode one 12 times? I'll be like, honestly, use my, um, use my dad's (gasps) or profile because I think he uses someone. I don't, I think he uses his own. I don't think. Oh, perfect. You're now when you log in, it says your dad, just know I'm your dad. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. My dad will be pleased to hear this in his, in his ears. We affectionately call Jacqueline's dad, the pod father, (laughs) because he, the first time we ever recorded the podcast on location in season one, which was years ago. Now her dad was in town visiting and he was literally sitting there with an earshot and we started calling him the pod father. Like her off to the side, sitting at the bar in KS bar, just drinking a beer. And he, he was coming. He would like thumbs up us when we'd say something funny. He'd be like, I love it. I love it. You got, you guys are killing it. Like Jacqueline's dad is our biggest hype girl. (laughs) Well, to this day, he listens to every single episode and like, he doesn't listen to it. Like, like it kind of takes him a while. Okay. Yeah. To to be caught up, but it is so funny because he will just randomly text me about a topic or something we talk about. I love this man. I'm like, what is he talking about? And then, and then I'm like, oh, wait, we talked about that on the podcast. Or my, my new favorite thing that we've been doing is, um, we have been, (laughs) oh Oh, no, I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying this, but we've been, um, um, we've been sending each other Kim Kardashian's posts on Instagram and love like it. commentating on it. <gasps> I love this. I love this so we'll much. Like, we'll be like, love her dress, don't like the gloves, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's our DMs on Instagram. You know what? From now on, when one of us has to take the week off, like Claire's off this week, I had to be off a few weeks ago. Your dad has to be the third. We've got to get him to fill in from now on. Like, He's the vibe. We should, because it would be so funny. I love this. Okay. What's your dad's first name? John. 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 Oh my God. That would be so funny. You should have him fill in an episode. Like literally that would be a dream. Yeah. That would be really funny. John, thank you for being the pod dad, the pod father, the pod godfather. Like we wouldn't be here without you. Yeah. He loves it. Well, okay. So my self-care this week. Yes. Um, uh, okay. So yeah, Haley, I'm kind of in the same boat as you We're like, I have been working out, but like my eating hasn't been the greatest the few weeks. I've yep. just been in this thing where like, I just haven't really felt like cooking. 
Yeah. You know, that's weird. You normally love I know. I just have felt really uninspired. And I did put together an order on over the weekend. And I did cook like today. I made like a decent lunch and I was like, okay, okay. I can snack on, you know, eat this the rest of the week, whatever. Love but, that. I love that. So, um, in my, uh, recent grocery list, I saw this gelato at Kroger and, um, I can't stop eating it. So, oh, yes. Mm. Um, and it, this is one of those things where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just buy like this little container and like, I'll like maybe have like a third of it or like a little bit of it. Like, every couple of days. No, I just ate the whole thing in one sitting. So, oh, you know, you know what I will say it was one of those littler ones. It was like a, sure. oh, okay. So no harm, no foul. Like, look, I know, but I just was like, it makes you feel like, why did I even work out? Yeah. I, was like, I know that exactly. Why did I even out. have a healthy lunch? Why did I even eat a salad? Why did I have something with greens in it? If I was just going to eat? Yes. Yeah. I was like, okay, I had a salad. I had ground turkey, like in a sweet potato skillet for dinner. And then I'm going to eat a whole pint of gelato. (laughs) Hmm. Something's not adding up. (laughs) (laughs) I do that sometimes. And I get so mad at myself. And then I'm like, yes. Oh, yes. No, I understand. Oh, I know. So my self-care this week is I am just trying to like, not beat myself up over doing that. <gasps> yes. Yes. Cause that is, I, I was going to say half the battle for me, that's 90% of the battle. Yeah, when I start same. eating myself up, that's when the negative snowball starts where I'm like, well, I'm already a piece of shit when it comes to eating this week. So why don't yeah. I do it another day? Yeah, why don't exactly. I have pizza for breakfast? Sure. Who cares? Yeah. It's yeah, that yeah. negative self-talk is so destructive. And so then it just destructive. like, it's just, it just, you know, snowballs negative. Yes. I love that. Don't beat yourself up. One day is not going to wreck your fitness goals, your health goals. It it will, if you let it build up, but if it's one day, honestly, let it happen. Like it was really good. So it was worth it. Okay. Good. You know what? I'm just like, okay. It's not the end of the world. Not at all. It's not Not an everyday situation. So fine. Fine. Do it. I love it. I support it. I do that more than I care to admit, probably where I'm like, oh, it's that negative self-talk guys. Let's all agree to work on this week. Being nice to ourselves being like, yeah, maybe my body needed it. Maybe my body, my brain needed something sweet and a relaxation period for one night. I know it's like, I'm just going to give myself a break and I'm going to eat a shitload of ice cream and I'm not going to give a shit. I don't give a shit. Screw that. Uh Uh-uh. No, I love it. I love it. Um, guys, I think that's it. The A block and brand new episode with a little wow. weather in the middle and we survived and we are, we thr- had everything 2000s nostalgia, um, a big storm through crime, yeah. self-care and telling you guys, honestly, how we're struggling, which I think you, I know I like to hear on podcasts of people that I think are perfect. And then when they admit they're not, or, or like tell you like, no, I struggle with this. I'm like, I love you. And so hopefully this shows you not. 
Yeah. We're real humans and we struggle just like you. Um, also, we all have a new dating show that we're about to watch. It's called The Ultimatum. Literally, as soon as I hang up on this call, I am watching season. Oh my God, you should. I'm literally about to turn on the next episode. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you to our amazing sponsors, our title sponsor, Relics Bridal, and the fantastic sponsor of our favorite things and self-care segment, Captured by Crouch Photography. Follow both of those places on Instagram and then tell them the A Block sent you. You get a special discount from Captured by Crouch with the A Block. That is your code. Woohoo! Woohoo! We did it, Claire. We miss you and we love you. Our sweet angel baby will be back with us next week, and we are just going to keep on trucking. Send in your questions, send in your comments, follow us on social media, send us an email, theablockpod at gmail.com. You know where to find us. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.